Hey, Justin here with Stay at Home Dads Podcast. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this podcast where I talk about a lot of different topics ranging from guy stuff, men's wellness, things with my kids and my family, parenting struggles, just a lot of different things that I deal with and I think about. So I share them with you and hopefully you actually enjoy that. So thank you for being here and thank you for joining me today. Now, I just want to get right into it, and no, there's no guest today, so sorry about that. I'm still working on that and waiting for a few emails to come back in, so hopefully we'll get some more people to kind of flow through here. That would be ideal. But what I want to talk about today is something that I have been kind of dealing with. It's been on my mind lately, something I've maybe been struggling with, lacking maybe, and that's my patience. When I lose my patience, either with my kids or even with my spouse, or because things aren't going the way I think they should, I, like a lot of us, I imagine, get annoyed. I get frustrated. My demeanor changes, and it really shows. And here lately, I haven't been keeping my cool, so to speak. My kids see it, my wife sees it, and I really feel it, and I know that I could do better. So I just want to kind of go through what gets me so impatient. Maybe you can relate with that a little bit. I want to hit a few tips to maybe help us become more patient. And so far from what I've read, it takes practice. It takes a lot of practice to get it under control. I also want to mention the kitties and how we can facilitate them to be more patient as well. I'm going to bet that they learn a lot of their impatience from their role models which is who? It's us. Yes. Kids tend to always want that instant gratification, so it would be great if we could instill some patience in them as well. All right, so we should all know by now, as adults, what patience is. I really hope we do, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's the capacity to accept or tolerate delay trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. The ability or willingness to suppress annoyance when confronted with delay. Pretty simple, right? I think we should all know that, but I figure it's good to hear. It's good to hear from another person. And then maybe that can trigger something in our head and be like, oh yeah, that's right. Now, speaking of patience, this thought just kind of popped into my head, so let me know what you think. But we as a society... As a modern people, we should be more patient, right? We have all this technology to make things faster, to make stuff easier on ourselves. Food delivery service. We don't have to get out of our homes to go get it. Car side pickups from Target. Instant coffee. Streaming TV. You can watch whatever show you want, your favorite show, anytime. Amazon delivers in less than a day. Even phones and texting and messaging people instantly. We're in immediate contact with one another. And I think I've actually mentioned that before. But just there's so many things that we no longer have to wait for or be patient for anymore. You would think that would make our lives easier. It's kind of astonishing, really. But maybe, maybe that's the problem. Our current way of life has created this level of impatience with people. And now when it's not instantaneous, like we're used to, then we get upset. We get pissed off. We've gotten used to that instant gratification, the same thing that we want to break our kids of, we're doing it ourselves. I know this probably isn't a new revelation in the world or anything, but it just kind of dawned on me as I was doing this show today. So 
It's kind of interesting. It's like our technology and our way of life is just making us more impatient as we go. So what are some reasons we become impatient? Hmm. I'm going to bet the first thing that you thought of was your kids, right? If you have kids, because that's good. That's also what I thought of. So we're on the same page. Yes, kids seem to really test how patient we are. There's no, there's no doubt about that. And I don't want to sit here and just blame my kids for my lack of patience, though. I don't want to just sit here and just hammer on them. I mean, it's part of the job. That's what we signed up for as parents, if you're a parent. Kids are easily distracted. They don't understand what us adults understand. And sometimes I find myself rushing my kids, and then I think about it, and I'm like, what am I rushing for? I have no reason to rush. You know, we got to go, go, go. We got to hurry. Let's get your teeth brushed. Let's get out of bed. Let's hurry out the door. Let's eat really fast. Or other countless things that I tend to rush. And more often than not, like I said, there is no rush. I'm just the one that's in a rush because I have this imaginary timeline in my head about getting somewhere or going somewhere when there is no need for that. Come on, let's hurry up. Let's get your shoes on. We got to go to the park. It's like, Justin, why are you freaking out? Just relax. It's okay if we're 10 minutes later to a park or going to the grocery store than we intended. I'm wanting them to hustle and hurry and be in this kind of state of almost panic in a way just to get going all the time. And of course, we don't want our kids just to lollygag and, you know, do things when they want to do things, knowing that, oh, dad's just patient Pete over there and he's not going to prompt us or push us or do anything to get our asses moving. I don't think that really teaches them respect. I don't think that teaches them doing what is asked of them. And I think it could lead to a kid blatantly just not listening anymore where you have to raise your voice, pretty much yell at them to get them to respond, which isn't a good dynamic. It's not a good dynamic at all. But that topic could be a whole different show. But there are many other reasons why kids test our patience. I don't think I need to go through a bunch of them, but it's not just timeline stuff. It's, you know, fighting with siblings, not doing chores. That's kind of not listening to. Reminding them 37 times to, you know, put their clothes in the hamper. All that stuff. Just, you could make a list. I know you can make one on your own. But also, they're young. They don't know how to do a lot of things, but they surely want to try, right? They surely want to get in there and do it. They want to do these tasks or activities, whether it be helping with cooking food or doing a chore that they don't normally do. And we get more and more impatient with each agonizing second ticking by because we just want to get it done. And then we can't bear it any longer, and we step in, and we just do things ourselves. Or like making your kid's bed. I tell my kids, hey, go make your beds. Go do that self-care. That's self-care. That's taking care of your space. Go do that. But when they're not doing it, I get frustrated. I get impatient, and I just, gah, and I rip through there, and I make their bed in two seconds. Why? Because, I don't know, maybe I'm a control freak or something. Also, not eating their food. That's another thing that really gets parents impatient. Really grinds on me for sure. Another area of impatience with me is myself. I think a lot of guys can fall into this or feel this. I get upset or angry with myself for dropping whatever ball I'm hanging on to or my lack of focus some days. And being a stay-at-home dad, yeah, that can be kind of easy to do. People may think, oh, yeah, stay at home. You got all the time in the world. You can get an unimaginable list of things done, and 
you've got all this free time or whatever, that I should never feel busy or rushed or stressed. And yeah, I do have more time than most people. But I don't necessarily have a punch clock making me get X amount of things done in X amount of time and, you know, punching in and punching out and doing all these things. I have to be somewhat disciplined. I wish I was more disciplined. I have to be my own motivator to just get shit done. And when I fail at that, which happens more than I would like to admit, I get mad at myself for wasting time. I get frustrated with myself. I get impatient with myself. And I feel like I should have done more things with my time, more things that I wanted and needed to tackle. And while I would have, had I allocated my time better and didn't piss away a bunch of it doing dumb shit, i.e. scrolling on the internet or playing Wordle or doing some mundane thing around my house that's wasting time. That might be a little more frustration, but... And I think this is a reason why I try to fill my time with things like this. Making things, rehabbing my garage like I'm doing right now, doing projects. Because if I were just to sit here and be a blob and have no ambition and no discipline to do anything, could you imagine how that would be for someone's mental health? Just floating around doing nothing? Man, I would go freaking insane. But I think that doesn't really fit into today's topic. But anyways, tangent, Justin, tangent. Another one is stress. I think when people are stressed, it plays a huge role in their patients. Well, probably, duh, right? It does for me. When my stress goes up, my patience goes out the window. And maybe that's my current situation right now. I feel stressed. And I don't have to explain stress. Everything in our lives can and will stress us out. Did I mention children? Did I mention the kids? Yeah. Or even stress and impatience with our health and how we feel. And maybe we're trying to lose weight or gain weight or get something in check. It's pretty much in every corner of our lives. And it has a tendency to stress us out and make us impatient. Because we, we don't want to go through the process. We just want to see it. So what do we do about it? Finally, let's get to some meat and potatoes here. What do we want to do about it? How do we get better with patience? We don't want to be impatient, but we also don't want to be too patient either and turn into this passive pushover and people walk all over us and our kids walk all over us. And I think there's a fine line between being efficient and wanting to save time and that inability to wait and being impatient. Man, I've said impatient a lot. Anyways, as this fatherly article states that I found, parenting is essentially a marathon of patience. From no sleep nights, potty training, getting out the door for school, it all deals with being patient and not losing our cool in tense and frustrating moments. And sure, some people are probably way more patient than others, but that doesn't mean that we can't be as patient as the best of them. According to psychology professor and PhD Sarah Schnitker, ooh, I don't want to mispronounce that, that could be bad. Anyways, she says patience is a skill that can be learned and practiced. We just have to kind of work those muscles to get better with it. So I'm just going to go ahead and read through a few things from this article, a few ways that we can improve our patience in the moment as well as over time. First is practice cognitive reappraisal or the reassessment of something or someone in a different way. Sarah says impatience is often driven by negative thoughts. 
So she says, try and take on a different perspective than that of our own in the heat of that impatient moment. Put ourselves in our kids' shoes. They don't understand the concept of time or how long things take. They don't understand a schedule and appointments and all that stuff. Or that other car in traffic. Put ourselves in their place. Put ourselves in that driver's seat. I try to do this, and it does calm me down when I tell myself, it's okay, that other car isn't cutting me off per se. They're just trying to get where they're going. They're just trying to do the same thing like I am. Or sometimes I even think, hey, I don't know what's going on in that person's life. I don't know what they're going through. They may be flustered. They may be trying to get to work because if they don't get there, they're going to get written up or fired or something. Or maybe a family member just died. So there could be a lot of different things going on with that person. I don't know. And it really kind of helps me, maybe grounds me a little bit. And it restores a little bit of patience. And I just take a breath and back up and relax. I also talk myself down, too, with my kids sometimes, remembering that, hey, they're not adults, and they may not understand things the way I understand things. Next one, she says, is to regularly reflect on hard moments. We all lose our cool now and then, maybe, maybe more often than not. It's not easy to always be patient Pete, right? And Sarah says, in order to help ourselves learn from those mistakes, we can reflect on them. At the end of each day, when the parent brain is disengaged, the kids are in bed, you, you and your spouse are relaxing, ask yourself how the day went. What was the hardest part? How could you have handled it differently? She says doing this will allow us to practice a different way of thinking, which will help us in the future. I like this idea, and I think it's something that you could talk about with your spouse at the end of each day as well, even if situations don't necessarily deal with your kids or involve your kids. You can still kind of reflect on the day, reflect on moments, and get feedback on how you both handled situations. I, I kind of like that. Number three, identify your triggers. Ah, yes. That sounds like a young generation thing. What are your triggers? What are your trigger moments? Seems like such a new term in the past five or six years. But anyways, psychotherapist Pauline Peck suggests making a list of common scenarios that make you more irritable or quote-unquote trigger you so you can make a plan to cope with them before that moment arises and then you lose your patience. Even just identifying the situations and not doing anything about them, just identifying those moments that you know will make you lose your patience can help you find the coping skills so you don't immediately lose your shit. And I think when you do identify them, you can kind of get out ahead of them. And maybe that's what they're meaning here. You can make some premeditated adjustments so they won't happen. I don't know, maybe. Next one, Peck says to integrate mindfulness into your routine. She says impatience means we have a hard time tolerating tough situations. And mindfulness meditation can teach us how to exist in the present moment without judgment or evaluation from the outside, which can help improve patience over time. My wife actually does some meditation and I even occasionally do some before I go to bed, and it, and it does help. It's true. In this article, they say you can download an app and stuff like that, but honestly, just go on YouTube and find something, do a quick search, and you can find something to listen to, and I imagine it's going to be pretty similar. But Peck says try to allocate just a few minutes to meditation every day. And then over time, when you think about how you feel during your meditation, your ability to persevere in patience-requiring situations will slowly grow. All right, last one I'll talk about is recognize your irritation early. 
That's what impatience is pretty much, right? It's irritation. It's just a big ball of irritation. Because when we can become impatient, we get irritated. They say to try and recognize those signs early. Kind of, I just kind of mentioned that. As soon as you notice your heart rate elevate or your voice octave maybe change a little bit when something isn't going the way it should be, head it off. Actively tell yourself that this is not the end of the world. Even if you have to step outside or remove yourself from a situation for a couple of minutes, talk yourself off of that ledge, so to speak. I've done this quite a lot. Something happens. I roll my eyes. I let out this sigh like, ugh. And even though that's not really good because my kids see that, my wife sees that, like my big blatant expression, you know, my eyes rolling and, and they can tell that I am annoyed. But inside my head, I just try to tell myself, it's okay. It's not a big deal. Or if I find myself rushing, like I talked about, for no apparent reason, I just step back and collect my thoughts and be like, it's all right. We're not rushing. We don't need to rush. Dial it back a little bit. Just relax. Also, instead of just constantly becoming impatient with things, especially time-wise, make adjustments. Don't just rush more and get pissed off and get crazy and not change your habit. You have to give yourself more time. You have to change that routine. For example, we were getting up at 6.35 in the morning to get my daughter Olivia out the door for school. It worked all right. It was a tight timeline to follow with breakfast and then hair brushing, teeth brushing, and getting dressed and getting, you know, water bottles and lunches made and whatever we had to do. And if we weren't on it, like really on that schedule, we would be scrambling to get out the door and get to the bus by 7.20. So we changed it. I changed her alarm. I changed my alarm. We started waking up 10 minutes earlier. And it's been like night and day difference. We're not rushing. We're enjoying breakfast. We're doing things a little more efficiently. And I'm not freaking out and rushing through the morning. So we just have to change the routine if it's not working. Change what our habit is to create that. Just like going out the door, say, for work, you know, and that kind of goes back into being impatient with yourself. You get mad at yourself that you didn't leave for work five minutes earlier and now you're rushing, you're speeding, you're getting impatient with cars because they're going slow and you're trying to pass people. and that could have all been avoided had you just given yourself another five minutes, given yourself another six minutes. It's not that difficult, but we tend to not do that. I don't know why. And speaking of traffic, where a lot of people are impatient, I used to drive big rigs. I used to drive big semi-trucks hauling stuff. And I would weigh in, my truck and trailer and everything would weigh in at well over 80,000 pounds regularly. And I would drive all over Southern Nevada, hauling heavy equipment from job to job, all day long, eight, 10 hours a day. My truck was big, it was really long, it was slow, and it took a good amount of time to come to a stop. And it made me very patient on the road, driving that big, heavy truck. I had to, I couldn't get mad at a car for cutting me off or for tailgating me or someone giving me the finger because, I don't know, maybe I, did something. I just had to accept all those things and move on. Plus, the truck had a name on the door, and I can't really give the company a bad look when I'm screaming at somebody and giving them the finger back. You know, you just kind of ignore that stuff. But once I realized all that, my impatience in driving had shifted across the board. It had gotten so much better. 
even in my personal car. It just, it changed how I viewed everything. And I didn't care as much. And people would cut me off in my own car and I'd be like, oh, whatever. No big deal, just going about my day. Another thing is too, is I pulled out in front of somebody. I know you're probably tired of storytelling, but I was pulling out onto this road and I looked for cars. I was driving a car and I just pulled out there. Well, for some reason, I didn't see a car and I pulled right out in front of them and they slammed on their brakes and they were screaming at me and yelling at me. And I was like, oh, I feel like an asshole. So we keep driving down the road and we come to a red light and I pull up and I pull up right next to them. And I'm just thinking to myself, oh, I feel like an idiot. Well, I rolled my window down and I said, hey, man, it was a guy, it was a group full of guys in this car. And I said, hey, man, I said, I'm really sorry. I don't know what in the hell I was thinking. I pulled out in front of you and I like, I just didn't even see you or whatever. And I said, I'm really sorry. And he looked at me and he goes, oh, man, it's all right. It's cool. Like, don't worry about it. I just did the same thing to a car yesterday or something. And we just kind of laughed it off and he appreciated my apology and we went on with our day and it made us all feel better too. But I don't know why I said that story, but it was just popped into my head. Anyways, patience, impatience. It can cost us as well as benefit us. It can be switching from project to project the moment things get hard and we give up a little prematurely because we're impatient or blurting out something before we've had our thoughts through and yelling something out, being impatient, that can be detrimental. And it can also benefit. It can also make us cut our losses on a project or something that isn't panning out. Project or even a relationship. So, I don't know, just a couple food for thoughts there, I guess. Anyways, that is all I have for today's episode of Stay Home Dad's podcast. Thank you for sticking with me today, if you're still here. I hope I hit on some ideas, some thoughts that will maybe help you in your quest for a little more patience. Reflect a bit on your hard moments. What did you do well? What could you have done better? Meditate a little bit. If you're not into it, that's fine. Also, practice catching ourselves in that moment of impatience and talking ourselves off the ledge so we can keep our cool. Our kids aren't trying to be vindictive. Our kids aren't trying to test our patience. It just kind of looks that way, right? Also, I know I mentioned I was going to get in how to help the kids be more patient and, and help them get over their instant gratification needs all the time, but that will have to wait for another day. Just remember, they aren't adults. We need to practice what we preach and we need to remind them that great things, hard things take time. You're not gonna be perfect at basketball right away. You're not going to be the perfect artist right away. Things take time. Maybe that'll help. Anyways, I'll link a couple articles in the description for you to check out if you want to, things I kind of referenced. Also hop over to Stay At Home Dad's Instagram page, if you would please, leave a message there. Let me know what your thoughts are. Useful? Bullshit? Let me know, please. All right, thank you again for listening and I will talk to you all next week.